What is up? And welcome into a uh, another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Chris Watkins, Frankie Cardicelli, as always. I think this time we are on video again. I know it's been a while. We'll since assume our, we are. We'll yeah, assume we we're are. just going to assume we are until we uh, until we're told otherwise. Been trying to get the YouTube thing going, and uh, it's well, been a struggle. It's when, been when, a process. when this guy who was running all the digital behind stuff, I mean, we, we're still in the process of finding a new person to fill in the shoes, so we're kind of like scrambling here. Mm-hmm. This guy's gone big time on us. He's uh, got his own name on a show. Happens. You know, what, happens what happens when you're trying to make yourself incredibly valuable is, uh, yeah, then you can't do things. Yeah, and, but you know, anyway. we made it work. Yeah, we we're making it work. it work. It's fine. It's fine. No one's clamoring for it. We'll figure it out by the regular yeah. season. Uh, but what is going on right now and what we are trying to figure out is the remainder of this Kings roster and a part of that is the summer league process and we are recording here on Monday, which is uh, the day of the championship game for this year's NBA Las Vegas Summer League. Uh, it'll be the Cleveland Cavaliers against the Houston Rockets, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yep. Not much really any importance there for Sacramento. Um, but we're going to talk about a lot uh, today, uh, the, the Summer League roster and just uh, our general takeaways uh, from the what they played five four, games. five games. Well, four counting like the guys actually Playing, playing right yes but there were five games seven total if you want to count the california class but we're gonna be really the stats we're pulling from today are from las vegas, vegas yes because you know what happened in the california classic it was, it was keegan murray yes it was the keegan murray so, show that so. was like 35 games. yeah we already talked about yeah. that so check our last episode for that yes um but yeah let's get into some summer league action Real one quick, of my did, favorite part of the year did you did you care much about like did you want i was like a if there was a slate of summer games, because we have uh-huh. some friends that are like basketball. Like, I'm talking about Brandon, really, who's a basketball, like, just gym rat. Yes. We were there last year yes. in person. So we were there watching basketball all day, every day. It was yes. a lot easier. We saw some good games. We saw Chet Holmgren go against Jabari. Yes. Obviously, we saw the Palo Keegan game. We It was a lot kind of easier, I think, to digest summer league and what was going on when we were there. Because, like, Cam Whitmore was named MVP today. Mm. I didn't really watch too much of Cam Whitmore because mm. we're not there. Yeah. So I'm wondering – for you, were you tapped in as much to summer league as a whole this yes. year? Or was it I better? love summer league. Yeah, summer league's my favorite. I like. Really? I watch. Yes, I've always watched way too much summer league. Uh, it's just a. I guess it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I just really enjoy watching. Um, you know, the younger guys shine, and it's kind of where I start to base my evaluations on them. Like, you know, what you do in college is definitely the start of that process, but it's all about how your game ends up adapting to the NBA and. Usually in summer league, you can get a good gauge of people's skills or seeing where they are on the developmental line. And I think summer league, it's really, really tough to watch at points. The basketball can be incredibly terrible. And we saw some Kings games this summer league that were really atrocious. The The Atlanta game really sticks out to me as as one of the worst summer league games I've watched in a really long time. But they had like 20 something turnovers. It was really terrible. It was 20 turnovers and it was like first to 70. They they had to like learn how to play without Keegan. If you're playing without your best player, you just go, you roll through the classic Keegan scoring 40 a game. It's it's a lot harder, I think. But yeah, you're right. It was really tough. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I always try and watch as much summer league as I can. And uh, yeah, I mean, Cam Whitmore, you mentioned it one MVP. He was a who guy who was supposed, really yeah, he was supposed to be a top five pick uh, or was talked about at least to be a top five top pick, 10 top 10 least. guaranteed 
fell all the way to 20. And uh, there wasn't really much word as, as to why. Didn't hear anything about, I at least haven't heard anything about his workouts going poorly or anything. Um, it could be like a behind the scenes thing too. Like, I think like with Jaden, um, Jalen, Jalen Hardy, I think. Jay, oh yes. Jaden, Jaden yeah, Hardy. Yeah, Hardy. Yeah, he, uh, he like bombed his draft interview his process. Right. Like infamously, like a lot of yeah. people talk about in the inner, like the Kings media circle, yeah. one talks about the specifics, which I don't, I think we can't really share that. But, right. Uh, he bombed it really poorly. Mm-hmm. So, and he obviously is a guy I think that is a first round talent and who plays well. And obviously he's still having some problems though. He had some problems with right. um, Jared Dudley, uh, Dallas's yeah. head coaches here. I think he got benched during, so yeah, this, this is where guys like that, ideal. whether their stock falls, you kind of find out whether what, what they're made of. And um, there are a couple guys the Kings had that we'll talk about whose stock went up or down. Yeah, talking about stock up, stock down. Let's play the game, stock up, stock down. Spin the wheel. And, uh, you know, I, I did just play a version of this game with Whitey Gleason. We were more talking general summer league, not necessarily King specific. Do we want to add hold the stock in there? Like stock up, stock down, or more just like, uh, my opinion i think also relative hold hold yeah you know okay. like hodl you know not so like not say i'm not a stock guy i remember during covid, <laughs> COVID i had some everybody friends was that a big really stock were like guy. well there yeah. was an era there was like it was, was an era we had friends at sports bet yeah. not us uh, no, not, not us. us uh, but there was all these different phases we went, you went through. And one of them was like, I think when the GameStop thing yes, happened. Yes, the AMC and the GameStop. Which they're making a movie. You see like, the movie that's coming oh, out really? about that? No. Uh, Seth Rogen is in it. All these big name oh. people are in it. It's, it's really called good. Oppenheimer? <laughs> it's called Marvinheimer. <laughs> yeah. uh, but my, I had a friend that really wanted to get me into the stock. It didn't work out. Yeah. I was like, I, you, don't, you don't know anything. But no, I don't know the terms. I don't either. I, we will be doing uh, just for to set the set the precedent here. Uh, this will be more your, your how the stock is in relation to where it was or your perception of them before summer league Got started. It. So whatever that may be, whether it was you were super high on this guy, Namias Keda, and he didn't prove or if you were super low on Keon Ellis and now. Yeah you think he can be a starter in this league or whatever, whatever that may be. Um, so yeah, Stocks. let's, let's, let's do some stock talk. Uh, we'll start with the guy that the Kings drafted first, but in the second round, uh, we'll start with Colby Jones, uh, guard out of Xavier, uh, played pretty decently. I would say throughout this summer league, didn't really have any moments that were wow moments, but definitely showed uh, a level of consistency, played a lot of different position, uh, positions during summer league and, you know, for the most part, was able to keep his head above water. Uh, Average 10 points per game, 2.3 assists, 4.3 rebounds, 39% from the field, 23% from three. Here's the big thing, 42% from the free throw line after really struggling in college. That was a concern, too, I think, on draft night. We were talking about that. That was a big concern. Yes. So stock up, stock down, or are you holding your position on Colby Jones at the moment? I think I'm... I think I'm just holding. Um, it was kind of what I expected. You know, he 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 played, in my opinion, better in the Sacramento games. Obviously, his shooting numbers were down in Las Vegas. Uh, 39 from the field and 23 from three is not great. Um, I love the defense, though. The defense, it, hold, it holds up. I think that he's someone who can defend positions one through three. Uh, you obviously see it in, in the California Classic, 2.5 steals per game. Then he goes to Vegas. Uh, larger sample size, 1.5 per game with, with some blocks sprinkled in. I, th- I can't remember yeah. which game, what the exact numbers were. I think it was the uh, the last second to last game that he played in, but I think he had like a 16.7 rebound, yeah. three steals and two block game. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Don't quote me on that, but he did have a game where he really showed it, um, his defensive potential. 
Um, so I'm going to hold. I, it, it, the bad and the good kind of meet in the middle for me. The, the rate that are shooting is, is uh, it's perplexing. It's kind of like Rondo-esque almost. How you have a guard really that can't shoot free throws. But, it's very bad. Um, De'Aaron Fox has proven that you can, you can slay that dragon. You can learn how to become a, a good free throw shooter. Fox with someone who I think he was near 80% this year. Um, Colby Jones went off to take a step forward. But the 3 and D potential is there uh, over summer as a whole. If you want to add it all up, 27% from three. Uh, over six games. Oh, that but, really changes things for me. That, that, that's <laughs> not great, but the, the three-point potential, uh, it's kind of like with the Ben McLemore thing where when it leaves his hands, it looks good, but it didn't fall. This is summer league, so we can't take too much, you know, put too much into it, but I will say that I'm just going to hold. I wasn't impressed, but I wasn't like crazy like, disappointed either. I think that's probably the right decision. I, I think, like I said up top, like there were some good moments. There was definitely some... I wouldn't say bad moments, but there's moments where it's like he could improve there. Um, for the most part, I was just kind of left wanting more. I mean, this is a guy who was talked about to have first round potential, and I know it would have been the end of the first round anyway, but uh, I just kind of would have liked to see some moments where I was like, oh, wow, this guy really jumps off the screen, and he just seems like he's really solid, and that's fine because his it, the comps that he was given was guys like Josh Hart, Dante DiVincenzo, um, you know, Malcolm Brogdon, pretty unspectacular guys, but guys who are just – really solid NBA NBA players who uh, are kind of gritty and, and just do their role really well and aren't really massive scores by any stretch of the imagination. So I guess in that sense, he held true to that, but um, definitely left me wanting to see a little bit more than what I saw. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I feel worse about him, but I definitely don't feel better. So for that reason, I'll hold, I'll hold as well. Yeah, we'll roll yeah. We'll, uh, we'll move on to uh, how about a guy who uh, probably I think we, we both can assume where we're going to do on this one. Yeah. Let's get it out of the way. Jordan Ford. I mean, he, he really was uh, really was solid the entire the entirety of this summer league, whether it was in California or uh, or in Vegas. But Jordan Ford put himself together quite a summer league, 16 points, five assists. Uh, 49% from the field, 31% from three, 75 from the line. Um, you know, as a guy who was played with the Stockton Kings last year, averaged just under 15 points per game with that club last year. Obviously, the Stockton Kings had tons of success. Obviously, Jordan Ford has a lot of Sacramento ties being from here and playing his high school ball in Folsom. You've been on him for a, like, I have. I think very we, long time. We've been recording for years now, like 40 years now, I think. Five. And I want to say, yeah, I want to say like, more than two years ago, I think you were talking about how Jordan Ford was like that guy. Yes. I think it was when he was in summer league, uh, 2021, 22 yeah, with the Clippers. I think you were saying like, he's going to be a guy and turn up. We yeah. saw a stock last year. He is a guy and yeah. we saw even more. We learned more so this summer. And I mean, I guess we might as well just, up. say right now he's he's he, he's like straight up like his stock yeah, is like it's up it's amc it's yeah. the fact that they held him out of that final game yeah to me and to others too i think kind of speaks pretty clearly that the kings yes. are flirting with the idea of signing him to a two-way contract yeah. as they should right I, they don't have a third string point guard right now mm. Yeah, no, I think I think he's a shoe in to to get that at least that two way contract. Something tells me that'll be what it is. Um, he's very deserving of it. Has played incredibly all summer long. Put in the work last year with Stockton. 
I just think he's the kind of guy who I would love to take the chance on. He's got the skills to do it. Obviously, his size is less than ideal. He's yeah. maybe six feet tall. Um, but just with his offensive skill set, he to me just seems like a guy who can come in and will be a really steadying presence if he does have to check in. Not somebody who ever was trying to score or, you know, just was really trying to facilitate and run the offense. And to me, we, I talked about it a lot with Del Vadova last year, but that's just what you want. If if those if your third string point guard is playing major minutes, it means that something has gone terribly wrong. Yeah. And you're not looking for somebody to save your season at that point. You're just looking for somebody to steady the ship. I think that's Jordan Ford. I do want to, this is something I'm really proud of connecting some dots. Mike Brown last year, as you know, because you were in every press conference as well, talked a lot, like an alarming amount about Randy Bennett and his influence on the team and his influence on Mike Brown's coaching style. Randy Bennett, for those who don't know, is St. Mary's his head coach and Mike Brown talked with him apparently a lot last off season. Yeah. About, about how he built his program and the things he would do uh, to try and instill early. And he mentioned winning attitude, winning mentality. I say all this to say this could now be back-to-back seasons when the Kings bring in a St. Mary's Gale as their third string point guard. I do not think that's a coincidence. No, I think it's a mentality thing. And yeah. Jordan Ford is someone who has that mentality. He sat down with our very own Jason Ross. How about that? Last week. And uh, he actually said a lot of great things. Go back and listen to the interview on our YouTube page. But one thing that stuck out also was the the childhood dream aspect of it all, too. I mean, he grew right. up in this area, said he's always wanted to be a king. And That's not a sentence you hear every day. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Well, we, we, we've been hearing that more than often lately. Yeah. yeah Dwight Howard. Dwight, uh, somebody now, else said it, too. Can, can I? Can we just quick side note? <laughs> I, I need people to stop. Stop. Are people I, still doing it? I put. I haven't seen it I put since that the list, initial report. I put that list of names out like yeah, about free yeah, agents. Yeah. First of all, here's I Giles. I saw that. I you was know, like. We had an interaction. It, he was friendly. My bad boy, but you is. Yeah. It's that, not happening. That's one. He was friendly. Yeah, uh, you might get a two-way, but it's and not going to be here. The Dwight, I had like probably 30 responses. I want to say 18 or 19 of those were Dwight Howard. He's, it's a name. It's a great name. He's a Hall of Famer. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Yes, he is. He is 38 years old now. Yeah. Uh, he's playing in Taiwan. Yes. I believe. Yes. Um, no. No. Yeah. No. A full roster spot for Dwight Howard? Absolutely not. No, this isn't like a Udonis Haslam leader, <laughs> leadership thing. No. no. Uh, you give no. spots like this to people like we're talking about today, like young Yes. can help now yes. have potential to grow. Right. Um, Jordan Ford is that. And someone who wants to be here and is from here. Yes. So I'm I'm way up. We talked about way up. Yeah. Way up. Way up. I think we'll be seeing more of it. Yep. Straight up. Uh, let's see here. Let's move on to uh, the Kings' other pick. Let's go with Jalen Slauson, who really didn't show much um, except for in that last game where he was pretty clearly, in my opinion, the Kings' best player on that night. Uh, I think he finished with like 16 points on eight of nine from the free throw line. He was like three of five from the field. A couple, blo- a couple blocks. A couple blocks, seven rebounds, couple, I think four assists as well. Had a big dunk. Big dunk. Also had a huge block earlier in the, yeah. in Summer League as well. Has shown moments of some real excitement, some flashes, but Overall, I think is uh, as you know, just been pretty underwhelming. Five point six points, three point four rebounds, forty seven percent from the field uh, during summer league or during the Vegas summer league. Uh, 
Uh, I'll, I'll make, start on this one. Didn't make a basket in Sacramento. Which he is, didn't. Yeah, it took him a while to get that that's, first point. That's tough. Yeah, it was really tough. Uh, I'll go in general. I'm sorry, Jalen. I'm gonna go stock down. Damn, I um, I was kind of hoping to see a little bit more of something to get me excited about. It kind of doesn't matter. Jalen already earned himself a two way contract, or they gave him the two way contract, however you want to frame that. Um. I think he's got, he's like I said, he showed flashes. There's something to work with there, but uh, I think I was kind of hoping that there would be potential that this guy could make, you know, as the two way kind of get some game experience. I just think he's pretty far away from like getting NBA experience. I think he'll probably be a guy who gets another two way next year. And then we'll have to see where he's at at that point. But I I didn't see enough from Jalen Slauson to really think, uh, he's going to be an NBA factor this year. Yeah, I'm going to go slightly down just because the struggles were evident. Um, the shots weren't falling. He struggled to find shots, uh, take shots. I mean, he only That's a good point. Three. He really disappeared. Like, yeah. the first four or five, like, when everyone was playing, you barely noticed it. 3.4 field goal attempts over Ugh. both Vegas and Sacramento. So, right. the the small, you know, addition to my rating or, or yeah. stock, <laughs> stock watch yeah. whatever you want to call it, is that i think i that final game gave me a little bit of confidence that i think if he were to expand his role and have more of an opportunity to be a top option which he hasn't been with all the other guys playing on the kings the past couple of games especially in sacramento with keegan murray and then obviously you have colby jones you have keon Ellis who's playing well uh me as when he was healthy he was kind of like a sixth seventh option i mean he, mm-hmm. he wasn't really a guy that the kings were really looking to run through um and he he played well when he was a number one, number two option. So mm-hmm. in Stockton, I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity, get a lot of playing time. Um, I'd imagine he'll start in Stockton. He'll probably play a lot with uh, Keon Ellis. Um, if Jordan Ford's on two-way deal, he'll play a lot with Jordan Ford as well. These guys will, will, will be the Stockton trio. Um, and I like the athleticism. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe in athleticism with the ability to knock down shots anytime. Mm-hmm. He is a guy in college who was a good three-point shooter. Can that translate to the NBA or G League? We're going to find out. It didn't yeah. translate in summer league, but that last game looked good. But yeah, I'm, I'm slightly down. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to uh, two guys. We're actually, we'll do Keon Ellis right now. Okay. Actually, we're, we're going to save the most divisive for last Keon Ellis. Um, okay. Keon, I thought was super solid. I don't really think uh, I didn't really have many moments where I was like, what is Keon Ellis doing out there? Keon is just an absolute monster on defense. I was, I said earlier today, I feel like, He's like in the top 10% already of NBA defenders. I think he's he's incredibly elite uh, at defense. It's just a matter of finding a role offensively. I think he's kind of positionless in bad ways. I don't really know if he's a point. I don't think he's a point guard. He played um, like one in the summer league, though. Yeah. He, I think he led the team in an assist, which is not saying too much. Yeah. No, Jordan Ford had five. He was second assist Jordan Ford. I just, I don't really, I guess he would have to play the two, but he's so skinny. I don't know if he'll ever really be able to hold up body wise. Yeah. So I I don't really know how to feel about Keon. I think the defense gets me incredibly excited and I want to see him on the floor just for the defense, but Mo Harkless, Casey Akpala are always guys I bring up. You have to bring a certain level of offense if you want to stay on the floor. Keon really impressed me from three. Uh, I don't. Do you have? Right, what yeah, so did he shoot from three? Because it felt like he was knocking down a good percentage. He actually had a. It was the most encouraged I've been about his offense. He, yeah, he definitely. He That's a great points, way of putting it. Points per game. Uh, it was fourteen point five. Yeah, on fifty percent shooting from the field. How about that? On ten attempts per game. Yeah, 
in 38% from three on 5.2 right. attempts per game. So he was, he was a, mm-hmm. he was good all around. Yeah. He rebounded the basketball. Well, 5.7 per game, 3.2 assists, the steals. Like I think you already highlighted, but the, the 3.2 steals per game is crazy. I think that was third most in summer league. I was looking at the, uh, the total the leaderboard leaderboard earlier. Yeah. That, that's, that's crazy. And if you want to look at even Sacramento too, yeah, third, yeah. California, yeah, California Classic, two steals per game and a block per game. I mean, this guy literally averaged over three steals per game and around a block per game over seven That's games. Ridiculous. So that just, like you said, it highlights yeah. his how active he is on on no matter whether it's a fast break chasing mm-hmm. down people or on ball. He is a guy that has that ability to do that, and the Kings yeah. need that. So I think he's someone if the Kings have to hit the break glass in case of emergency button, if Malik Monk goes down, yeah. or if Kevin Herter goes down. Mm-hmm. You have Colby Jones, obviously, can step up, too, right. but that kind of moves up Keon Ellis as well. And yeah. if you're going off of someone who can provide offense, I mean, Colby Jones, you'd hope, can be more of a plus on offense than he was in the summer league. But if Keon Ellis is taking a leap on offense, mm-hmm. that's the biggest problem with him. And his size, of course, too. But right. he's showing that he can take a step forward in offense. I mean, 50%, 38, that's that's a big step forward. Yeah. I'm I'll, up. I'll just say stock up in general. Yeah. And he is another person who has his uh, already signed a two way as well. So yep. he will definitely be with the uh, with the Sacramento Kings next year. Uh, as well as the Stockton Kings. Now let's go to two of the more divisive players. Uh, we'll start off with Kessler Edwards, who, you know, the first three three games in Las Vegas, uh, that's how I really knew people were watching because I have not seen so many people be so upset at summer league performance as what how as how upset people were at the performance yeah. of Kessler Edwards. I didn't personally think much of it. It felt like it was a lot of fans. Um, being very upset yeah. and I felt like a lot of um, media people and you know some of the <laughs> I don't want to say higher ups in King's Twitter but uh, you know some of the more followed King's Twitter accounts were kind of doing a job of calming everybody down and yeah. being like I don't know if this is necessarily something we need to overreact about what were your thoughts on Kessler's uh, summer league um, I don't want to, I'm trying to not like put words or like, you know, so paint a picture that's false. In but. my mind, I was a clear down and I, I, I think I am kind of turning on down because he did not play well. Over yeah, the whole for course. sure. He had a couple of big games though to end summer yes. league and yeah. that balanced out his numbers. because His numbers are not bad. Uh, Kessler Edwards, his numbers for summer league, 12.5 points per game, 44% from the field on nine attempts, 38% from three on five attempts. And the defense isn't there. He had half a block and a quarter of a steal per game. Sure. So uh, 4.2 rebounds. I'm, I'm down just because he's a third year player. Yeah. You know? right. it, it, let me also just kind of add that. Do we need to read too far on the numbers to where we have to say, okay, Kessler Edwards, I'm really concerned about him going the yeah. next year. No, but I think for someone who's coming to his third year and who's been, been there before in summer league, someone who got regular minutes for sure. the Kings down the stretch, I expect him to kind of be more of a, of a focal point, but obviously he wasn't, the guy who was leading the charge on offense either right. you have Jordan Ford who was averaging 16 17 points per game you have Keon Ellis who's knocking down shots so Kessler Edwards shots were I mean majority of his field goal attempts were three point right you know, and three point field goal attempts they weren't falling to the last two games it was mm-hmm. summer league so I'm slightly down I wanted more on the defensive end for sure because that's what kind of he's billed as a, yeah. a, a, a defender who can guard one through four mm-hmm. um so I'm a little down on him but I'm I'm definitely confident he can bounce back and be a guy that can help out the Kings next year. I, yeah, I mean, I I just I guess I'm holding on on Kessler. Like you 
kind of pretty perfectly pointed out. Like he had good games, he yeah. had bad games. It was a mixed bag, very mixed bag. His bad I mean, games are concerning, but yeah, bag of anybody, I think. yeah, I think so. Like his bad games were concerning. He didn't show much of anything to me. What I learned is Kessler Edwards. If he's not going to be a role player, he's not going to be in the NBA because there's nothing really else there. I mean, like you said, he's a third year guy. Well, that Mo Harkless, Casey Akpala, kind of you were bringing right. out. It's, yeah. it's very similar. Like he needs to, that, that was why he couldn't play down the stretch, especially in the playoffs. The right. Kings needed to like get him. a single minute in the playoffs. You, yeah. you, you have to be able to provide something on offense, and he yeah. couldn't. No, he just couldn't. And that's going to be the key for him. I mean, he did shoot 38% from three in, throughout his four games in summer league. That's not nothing. To me, I mean, and that was the point that a lot of people were making on social media is Kessler Edwards is the kind of guy who next season, he's not going to be ever asked to put the ball on the floor. He's never going to be asked to expand his game more than what it is. The Kings, if they're going to play Kessler Edwards next season, are going to ask him to stand in the corner, hit open threes, and to defend other teams' best players. That's it. There will be no more uh, and probably no less. I, I just he's a very, very defined player in terms of his role. And summer league really isn't the place to to uh, accentuate those traits like in summer league. It's all about getting yours. And I think Kessler did a good job of keeping that part tempered at no point was Kessler Edwards forcing the issue. As a matter of fact, the only game he really did force the issue was his best game, I would say, against uh, Minnesota he was fine. Like I, I, again, what I learned is Kessler Edwards doesn't really have much of a ceiling to get excited about, but that doesn't mean that his floor isn't still something that could be, you know, utilized for the Kings next year. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Let's go on to what I assume will be uh, the most polarizing one here. Namias Keita, who is now entering his third NBA season uh, is the only player we have talked about so far that, well, Jordan Ford, but uh, that does not have an official uh, contract at the moment. He was qualifying like the Kings did extend a qualifying a offer. free agent. So the Kings can it's like the same thing you've seen for the Kings can match any offer. Sure. That is. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they have to retain nope. him. Right. That nope. just means like they have him restricted. If free agency goes by and no one's offered him, could the the Kings don't have to sign him back, no, right? They could also take back their qualifying offer if they want. Okay. Um, which they did that for Bogdan Mogdanovich in the past. Like they, they, or but they, 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 no, they didn't do that. They just didn't match the offer. Mm-hmm. They took, oh, for, um, Harry Giles. Oh, yeah. Okay. They can take wow, back. They circle. can take back. Yeah. So, interesting. Right, right now, he is a free agent. Yeah. Uh, Kings can match. I think it's a 1.9 million qualifying offer. I don't think offer. anyone's going to, he, he could take the qualifying offer as well. I think that's right. a, on the table. Mm-hmm. So, um, Look, he only he only played two games, so the numbers don't mean that much. He was seven points per game, seven rebounds per game um, in Vegas. In Sacramento, he was eight rebounds per game, uh, ten points. He shot sixty one percent from the field in Sacramento. He played well at Golden One Center, um, block per game. Sure, we know what he is. He's a guy who was a runner up for the G League MVP. We know that he is someone who can be a double double threat in the G League. He's a very good G League player. It's kind of like we talked about it with uh, with baseball. There's four A players. Mm-hmm. He's a, he is a four A player for the NBA right now because every time he's come up, and granted for the big Dominguez Cade fans or anyone in Portugal listening to this or who's going to aggregate this or pull it, we're not saying he's a four A player in general. But so far, he has shown that he cannot play at the NBA level. He's gotten bodied by some of the bigger guys in the NBA. Obviously. Throwing him out there against Joel Embiid in early, I think it was November. Yeah, that was December, tough. That's tough. 
MVP and a guy who can super tough bodies anybody. Um, it's tough, but I will say this: the Kings have not given to Miaskeda enough of a shot to really kind of get comfortable and prove it. But and the chances that he has gotten, it has not been impressive. It's been more concerning than anything because he yeah. he isn't able to rebound at a high level. The defense isn't there. Um, he it's kind of he doesn't have it, the hands aren't there. Like he mm-hmm. can't grab passes or grab loose balls. He gets balls poke free. Um, it's just kind of like four A, like you like we said. I'm selling all of my stock. I'm stocked down on the. You're out. I'm You're out. out. I am out of the Namias Kata game. Out. I just think at this point, I mean, this is his third year. You really, I haven't seen any level of. I mean, I don't want to say he hasn't improved, but when you watch his game, like he's he's definitely more smooth than he was before. He clearly the game uh, isn't moving. At the summer league game isn't moving too fast for him. Um, but there's close one game out like on his own. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, he was incredible in that second game to close it out, but I just haven't seen anything there that makes me feel like he is head and shoulders above the competition. Next year. Right. Cause it it probably be from what I don't have any intel on this. I'm I'm just saying from what I would guess, because he has not signed into a contract is he doesn't want to sign to a contract. I think he wants a full NBA deal. Sure. And the Kings have two open roster spots. Do they want to give one of those to Namias Keda? I just don't know if that's really an option right now. Maybe they will later, but yeah, to you, he has not proven himself enough to take no. one of those well, spots. And my issue is, has been the past, like the year, the past year with Nimi is okay. Like what is the hope with this guy? Like you're hoping that he can be a backup center. Like, are you, is there hope that one day he could be a starter level What's center? the best case for him? You think? I think it's a backup, but even then, I don't like look at the NBA landscape. Look at NBA centers right now. Is there any center who plays or looks like Namias Keda? Not a backup. No, there used to be like Sam there Galmer. used to be right. And Back I mean, the those guys just they don't exist anymore. Your yeah. backup centers are going to be Trey Lyles, Capella, or maybe? it's going to be a guy like Alex Len, who's really coordinated and pretty athletic Physical. and was. I mean, Alex Lund was the fourth pick in the NBA draft. Like forget he was a very, a yeah, like he's a very talented athletic guy. Like if you're going to be a backup center in the NBA, you have to bring an elite skill. And like, my thing is, I think Namias Keda, like dream scenario has like a Hassan Whiteside kind of career yeah. and Hassan Whiteside. We've seen even the productive Hassan Whiteside can't stay in the NBA. I just don't think the NBA is built for guys like Nimi anymore. Seems like a really great guy. I think maybe 10 years ago, he would be somebody that you could convince yourself could be an impact player for your team. I just don't think the NBA operates like that anymore. And I think he's kind of a dinosaur. Yeah. It's it's a tough road forward for Nimi. Um, I I think that the Kings with those roster spots would be, in my opinion, better suited using it elsewhere. And that's another point as well is like, it's, Nimi taking the roster spot or quite literally any other person in the NBA or who's an NBA free agent. Because the Kings have clearly proven that. And I think KD had a tweet about like offense wins championships or something <laughs> like that, that they're running it back and adding some pieces around because their offense was so good last year. They're going to try to bank on improving where they need to on defense and score more. And with that being said, those last two roster spots I don't know if you can afford to give it to someone exactly. that's a project. Yeah. I think there's people out there that are veterans that can help now. Yep. Some of them are coming off the board. Some are coming back on the board. I mean, there's there's people coming, getting waived every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you just can't really tell what's going to happen in the next two months. And I feel like as long as the summer rolls on, and I could be wrong. Nimi's kid could sign a deal with the Kings tomorrow for all I know. But um, I feel like they're going to keep those spots open and Kata 
could maybe get an offer from somebody else, but it's hard to see a path. Go, it's hard to see a path going forward. Yeah. I just don't see it. I mean, I, I think at some point, especially again in year three or entering year three, I would want to see a level of dominance. Like he's playing guys who are fighting for NBA contracts, guys who were undrafted guys who are in their first year. And at no point was I like, man, Nemeas Kata is just a men like amongst in boys. Overpowering yeah. people. Absolutely yeah. Except not. Except for that final stretch, which was like, that was great to see. Right. But I'm talking about. But that wasn't yeah. like physical dominance no. either. And it like, wasn't like Shaq. That's, no. And that's what Nemi needs to be. Like, he is a huge he human. Huge. And he just, sometimes he plays a little soft. And it's yeah. like, dude, like, you're huge. That's your advantage. That's the thing that you have over everybody else. And. He just doesn't really utilize it as much as I would want to be well, the, seen and, you know, whatever. The ball control, too. I mean, he averaged two and a half turnovers per game. It's not great. It's not great. Yeah. So uh, that'll be a very, in my opinion, that's one of the more intriguing storylines. Absolutely. I think my prediction would be the Kings signed Jordan Ford to a two-way. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe Namias gets a shot somewhere else. I mean, hey, he might turn to something else. I mean, other systems and other development uh, process with, with coaching staffs, maybe someone could turn them into a positive somewhere else, or maybe the Kings can if they believe they can. But yeah, um, I just think it makes too much sense to to try to fill those spots elsewhere. But yeah. um, any other big things? I guess. I mean, I guess no, I kind of before we get out of here, it's just, nice to not have major summer league storylines. Who will say it's nice? It's great. I mean, the, it's a great problem to have. Knocking on wood, <laughs> it's been nice the past year in general. The King. I mean, the Kings are just like now. Team. There's like yeah. a, there's like an actual basketball team. Right. We're talking about basketball things. Yes, they have a head coach. They have a front office. They've all won awards. Yep, the players are locking their stars down. Like it's it's yeah. We dreamed of being in this situation a while Sense ago. Of normalcy. Yeah, it, it's 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 great. There's no like Vladdy up in the rafters of of right the Thomas and Matt talking to like Marcus Smart. And he's a free agent. Right, sending pictures. They have their guys. They have their core. They've added around it with Sasha, and they brought back Trey Lyles. They've done things. They've brought in Colby Jones. Maybe more is to come. But for now, the biggest positive for me from Summer League is that, uh, first of all, no major injuries to yes. anyone that was involved. I mean, Amis Kidd had a little injury, but it seems like he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's what I got. Yeah. No, I mean, again, it's it's nice to not have major talking points coming out of Summer League because that means that, A, your roster is probably done, and, B, it means that you probably have good enough talent to where you're not banking on these guys who are playing in Summer League to uh, to be big contributors to your roster, like what we've seen which a lot know, here in the past. Yeah, like last year, it was kind of like Keegan needs to yes. be a guy. Yes. And then Keegan, it, arguably, now we know for sure he's like one of the best he's summer league guy, players yeah. ever. Yeah, he's got to be one of the best summer league. If you added up all of his summer league games from the cl- the classic two classics in Vegas, he has to be like a twenty five per point Probably per game something score. Around I think that. he averaged yeah. like twenty plus last year. Yeah, in Vegas. So um, that was kind of like a lot of pressure yes, last year, which absolutely. is why we were there too. Yeah. Like you had he had to produce this year. It was kind of let's see what we can get from these guys. Yep. Uh, Colby Jones was fine. Jalen Slauson, the other rookie, was looked a little green. Right. Um. But the Kings have some guys. They have a good young core, yep. and hopefully these guys can provide some positives. But now we move on to the dead part of the offseason. <laughs> Boy, who are you telling? Yeah, we are officially uh, <laughs> we are officially in the offseason after tonight. Uh, yeah, after the Summer League Championship tonight. No basketball for nothing. 70 days, I think. No, no NBA basketball. Game. Yeah, there will be, I think, the big three kicks off. Is that back? A, yeah, it's back. It is Who back. saved it? It almost folded. And someone saved it. Someone like No clue, probably. Someone saved it. Yeah. Real quick while I'm sitting here. Yeah, no problem. Uh, while we're here, and if anyone's still listening, I would uh, highly 
recommend to tune into the second half of the WNBA season. Things are getting hot. Uh, was a fantastic all-star weekend. Sabrina Nescu, uh, for those who didn't see, had an electric three-point shootout, that of which Kevin Herter wishes he could have had. She had 27, I think, straight yeah. three-pointers, yes. which was unreal to no see. Done that, I think, in the, in the NBA, NBA right? or WNBA. Uh, it's going to get hot. It's going to get spicy second half. Liberty and Aces. And uh, don't forget about the Connecticut Sun as well. Uh, putting up a nice run uh, in the WNBA standings, and those March. playoffs should be amazing. For a team, man. Don't get me started. They, they, me there started. has to be a possibility of it, right? We have the facilities no, here. I don't think so. No. no. Uh, it's looking like if they're going to expand, it's going to be to San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Man, they want to love them out here. Come on. They want, they I don't think they're going to care. I don't think they're going to care in the Bay Area. No, they have, we have the facilities. They could use the Arco facility. or the, Well, they could use the Kings practice facility in the summer. Yep. No Absolutely. one's there. Absolutely. No, that's what every single other, except for the Aces, every single other WNBA team um, at least uses the the pro facilities. I mean, there's a couple teams that play not in like the main gyms. Yeah. Like they'll play in, uh, you know, whatever, like the forum of their city, like yeah. the LA forum, like other. Is that where the Sparks play still? They play in the uh, No, forum? they still play. I think the Sparks are still in Staples Center. I could be wrong. I actually haven't watched the Sparks game this year. They've been pretty bad pretty bad but uh yeah i would get very into like the monarchs so if they were here oh absolutely it would be great we we just would cover them i just just cover them quick aside here like it would be fantastic if they were here because just because i mean a personally it would give us something to cover during the summer it would be a blast also just like a much more lax environment those stars obviously aren't to the level of that of lebron james and steph curry and Giannis. they're a lot more relatable a lot more down to earth you can actually probably get some good relationships with those players um and it's just it would be great for for the like it'd just be a really fun spot sacramento would really care a ton about if the monarchs were here especially if they were successful as well um, it's just really infuriating. All the jobs it would create, all everything, like especially it, like how transitional of a time it is. With the the WNBA is, is becoming more like front and center. Yes, absolutely. It's a very like the game is was not this big ten years ago, and it's continuing to grow. Having Sacramento be in that small, I think there's twelve teams, right? Twelve teams. Yep, it'd be great. Really yeah, small. I, Sacramento needs more professional sports. That's just it. Does point. no? I mean, yeah. But it now looks. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna. We're not going to get too far into this, but now the <laughs> USL looks like maybe Republic FC are in the right league. They should be yeah, all along. You're right. The give, relegation and promotion thing would be very this interesting. This might give the MLS a I was digging through my checkmate. closet yesterday. I was uh, clearing everything out. Um, I found... Uh, did you go to the, the press conference? You worked, huh? I was, I, was, I, was, I was working for them Holy at the time. Holy crap, the I forgot about that. I had this, I pulled out yeah. the scarf, and I looked at it, and it says MLS 2022. That's collecting dust in like, my closet, yeah. Mm, this, we're supposed to be a year into this yeah. at this point. Yeah, that thought yeah. crossed my Fun mind. Fun fact, yesterday. that was also the day that Buddy Heald signed his extension with the Kings. Was it really? Vladi was in the building for that for when I sat right next to Vladi for that press conference. Really? Yes, at when um, Commissioner Garber. Uh, I think. Gar- yeah, Don Garber. Yeah, when uh, he came for. Uh, I was with Dave. I, I wasn't with Dave, but I, I was still pretty new at yeah. the time like i wasn't we yeah, yeah not that we're big now or anything but i wasn't like i didn't cut like i wasn't credential that was yeah. covering the team i just worked 11 40 in promotions yes and i was there with my other job though so i was checking in vip guests and carmichael dave walked in advisor he, carmichael dave. he literally just you know was saying hi to me because we kind of knew each other but he yeah. said to me like oh look at his phone but he got his extension like before it came up from anybody i yeah. swear in my life dave had that way early 
And I called our old boss at the time and said, like, we need to have something on the website. Dave <laughs> just broke it. So shout out to our old um, boss. Shout out to our old boss. Yeah, we won't. We don't need to go no, too far. To drop that. Anyways, yeah. uh, next week we're going to talk about state of the roster. State maybe. of the roster. Yeah, I got two open roster spots as you mentioned a couple maybe times. Who's out there still? We'll, maybe yeah, I'll bring a little list of what, who's still. Yeah, out there. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a healthy exercise uh, to to not get lost in summer league, and yeah. you know, especially with the Jordan Ford talk, it's been really really fun. But I have tried to make a conscious effort to not just hype him up because he's what's in front of us. Yeah. And like, you do have to understand kind of like what we were talking about with Nimi as well. It's not just Jordan Ford is on the Sacramento Kings summer league squad and he's playing well, so they should sign him. It should be, and I'm sure Monty and his team are doing this. It should be okay. Jordan Ford is performing well for our summer league team. Is that better than all of these other yeah. free agents? You shouldn't just look at what's in front of you. You need to look at the entire landscape and really think like, Yes, it would be a really fun story, but does this make the most sense? So we'll be looking at that. Also, next week. a quick side note: I do think that I'm not sure about the uh, specific. I'm not, I'm not a salary cap expert or like anything. Like that. Ooh, I know I well documented. I am not going to. I asked James Ham for those. He is a yeah. salary cap like efficient. He knows everything about it. But I do think that while the Kings have two open roster spots, I think you can go up to 19 players for training camp. Which is mm. why you've seen like the Kent yeah. Bazemore's last year and the Sam Merrill's. Right. Shout out Sam Merrill's killing summer league. He right was now. all all first team. All first team. He yeah. had a huge uh, a huge showing We're playing in the championship. Uh, game Kings today. legend. Yeah. Um, but I do think the Kings can sign multiple people here. Mm. I just think that I don't know if there's training camp deals or they're all minimums. Well, I know you, you can get invites, right? Like Kaminsky yeah. and like Quinn Cook last year and stuff like that. It's exactly. Just, yeah. And they ended up waving Quinn Cook. They ended up waving. Kent Bazemore, right? And Glenn Mark. Robinson as well. Not last year, but that was yeah. like two or three years. Ago. So yeah, um, yeah, could be multiple players they bring in. So next week Should we'll talk exciting, about. Yeah, we'll talk about who's out there. More names, always names. good for more name. More names. Hopefully not Dwight Howard. He won't. I, I am happy to be wrong. He, I would be willing to bet my job. okay well you heard it here first uh we'll see we'll see if frankie's uh gonna be here for our next recording i think we're gonna try are we gonna try and do another one this week or are we doing next week okay it's the off season season, right why yeah why are we gonna force it out uh so yeah we'll uh drop another episode sometime next week be on the lookout for that uh we're good good. yep for frankie cardicelli my name is chris wadkins thank you so much for tuning in Peace.